Hi everyone, uh, welcome to another issue, edition of the Ship It Show, episode <laughs> of, the, of the Ship It Show. Uh, I'm here with Colin Vodal, CTO of Groupon, uh, starting a, a new role over there. And today we're going to be talking about how uh, sharing language and sharing taxonomy and, and really clarifying what you mean by specific words and phrases helps transform an engineering organization or align an engineering organization behind a vision. Uh, you told me a great story uh, the other day about, uh, or just as we were talking, coming in here, about how continuous build meant one thing to one person and one thing to another person. And in one case, it was someone got an Outlook reminder on their computer, and that meant the engineer clicked build and the build scripts were done. And then to the other person, that meant, well, when you check in, yeah. it gets built and deployed. I mean, what you're, what you're <coughs> categorizing is um, you know, the notion of mental models. Um, you know, I started my new job, gosh, three weeks ago. It seems like a lifetime ago. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Um, and yeah, when you come in you know, to a new organization, whether it's a new company or whether it's a new organization, you have a set of mental models. You know, I know what a project plan looks like. I know what an architectural diagram looks like. I know lots of things. But of course, they're all personal to me. So when I come into a new organization and I say, you know, I want to look at the architectural plan for, for X, <clears throat> and somebody says, sure, no problem, and they'll go off and they'll come back and bring it in three or four days later. The chances of it actually fitting my mental model are pretty much close to zero. I mean, there'll be the, a lot of the right words and, and you know, there'll be some pictures and some diagrams in there, but um, I'm going to have a lot of questions and I'm going to have a lot of feedback. Establishing <clears throat> that shared mental model, sharing a mental model right at the beginning, and sometimes it can it can feel a little clumsy. It can feel a little foolish, <clears throat> you know. Saying, you know, how do you define the word done? You know, I've had engineers say to me, "Oh yeah, um, you know, we're done." Like, great. You know, what do the customers think about it? Well, well no, no, no. We're, we're done. We're, we're code complete. That's what we mean by done. <clears throat> but we still got to do, uh, you know, uh, you know, automated testing and user acceptance testing. We've got to join, you know, lots of other things going on. So the word done means different things. So if I, if I sit down in a meeting and say, let's define the word done, it can, you know, everybody looks at me like I'm a lunatic and I don't understand the, the English language. Um, but nevertheless, those things are, are really important. And I think with, uh, with DevOps in particular, you know, we talk about these, these five different stages with 15 different building blocks of capability for a team. That's really 15 opportunities for misunderstanding mm -hmm. at the team level and being intentional about what you mean when you're describing something um, and not shortcutting it. Everyone's busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, and you can say, I want this to be launched with automated testing. Now, unless you take the time and the investment early on to kind of make sure that that means the same thing to team A and team B, it, it's difficult. Well, yeah, and if you look at 15 different things, you know, combinations and permutations, that's 15 factorial. <clears throat> that almost guarantees that there'll be problems and issues and you'll find out about it when you've got very little runway in which to resolve the, uh, the problem. So yeah, even though it might be you know, a little embarrassing coming into a new company and having to define things that people believe are very basic, it is nevertheless an incredibly important way of not guaranteeing success, but ensuring that you are minimizing risk. And it's I, I think it's funny because uh, the, the latest sort of wave of engineering with cloud and with DevOps and with all of these different technologies, in some respects, technology teams are now learning how to define requirements for themselves. Mm -hmm. And in a product, the, the, the product ecosystem and things like agile and the product methodology and project management methodologies have for the longest time been struggling to make sure the requirements are clear, 
the acceptance criteria are clear. You know when you're done. You know, here's, here's the thing. This yeah, is done, it done. Done, 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 done. Done, done, done. You know when you're ready to ship. And, and that, that whole machine has been set up now to eliminate some of these communication problems. And I think engineering teams in, in the DevOps world are learning, and engineering leaders who are you know, moving up into positions of leadership are learning that there's no difference between a requirement and the clarity that's needed from a product perspective and the, the clarity that's needed from an engineering investment perspective as exactly. well. Exactly, yeah. Well, and it, 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 you know, the problem is compounded. Leaders that are developing you know, I've started off working in a relatively small unit. Perhaps they've grown from being an engineer to being an engineering lead, and then it's been formalized as a, as a manager. But as they grow their career, then they take on multiple units. And all of that expertise and experience they've developed and, and rapport and relationship and standardized nomenclature they've established within their single unit. <clears throat> now, how do you cross-calibrate across multiple units? And then, how do you cross-calibrate across multiple locations. You know, I've got development offices in, um, or development locations in like four or five in North America, a bunch in Europe, and also in, in India. So there's a cultural overlay about all of that. So getting everybody calibrated on the same page and using words very, very specifically and in a particular manner is incredibly important. And we've talked a lot about uh, what I would call the peer and, and um you know, report relationship, you know, uh, as an engineering leader, I want to be specific about how I'm talking about things to my peers and, and the teams that I'm managing. You've got a lot of experience, of course, talking to boards. And in some cases, that, that compounds the issue because if you say continuous integration to a development team, eh, they're kinda, they'll, they'll, they'll get to where you think you are and you'll get to where you think are and the gap will be fairly closed or easy to close. Mm -hmm. But when you're dealing with a board, or you're dealing with, you know, non-technical C-level. Like, how, how do you, how do you, how do you convince them that you need to invest in term and like what, how, yeah. how you define those <clears> Well, it, and it, yeah, it's hard because you know a lot of members of boards are non-technical, and if you apply technology to, to uh, technical terminology, um, it can be confusing. So you want to not simplify it. I mean, you're not uh, you're not talking down to them, but you've got to pick a, a language again, a nomenclature that they're familiar with. But again, <clears throat> you know, I'll take the time. You know, when I'm in audit. Um, you know, board audit meetings or in full board meetings to establish some terminology. And the classic that I, I run into time and time again, you know, I look at projects as kind of being sort of three degrees of complexity. Number one is trivial. You know, a three-year-old child could do it. You don't get, typically we don't get many of those. Um, then the biggest chunk is straightforward. And I throw around the word straightforward like it's crazy. What straightforward means to me is somebody somewhere in the world has done it once before. There is a model, there is a pattern that we can adopt doesn't mean to say it's easy. Okay. And that's where I get tripped up. And of course, the final one is rocket science. And very few companies and organizations need to do much, if at all, any rocket science, certainly in the early days of their, of their growth. Um, as you get to, to a degree of sophistication, you may bring that in. But the, the biggest segment is straightforward. <clears throat> and you know, I've sat in front of boards and said, you know, this is, you know, XYZ project is straightforward. And what they hear is, it's easy. And I have to catch myself and say, by the way, when I say straightforward, I mean somebody's done it before. It's not easy. It is a high degree of complexity, and there are elements of risk in there. But it is straightforward in the you know in the in the, in the, in the way that I apply the word. Um, and if I don't catch myself and, and say that, yeah, it can lead to you know misunderstanding, miscommunication, and um, misexpectation, which certainly when you're dealing with the board of a public company can be a bad, <laughs> be a really bad thing. That's probably not a good scenario. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, it, 
in closing, if if you are a uh, if if you're a new leader or a leader that's being brought into a situation who's got a lot of technical background and is bringing a lot of I don't I hesitate to say baggage, but bringing a lot of terms and phrases along with them and things mental models in their head, what would be your uh, your advice for that first three weeks? Like, yeah. how would you? I think it's. <clears throat> You know, exhibit a lot of humility. Be prepared to have some folks look at you like, why is he defining these very simple terms? But take the time to define your terminology and ensure you're cross-calibrated across the organization. It will save you an incredible amount of pain and confusion and, and, and ambiguity in the future. Thanks very much for taking the time. And uh, pleasure having you on the Ship It Show. Excellent. I hope you'll come back again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much.